This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey, Lori. Hey, Adam. We're back. Back in the podcast closet. We really <laughs> should name our closet. <gasps> That's a great we idea. A, we need a name. The what, pod. The, the <laughs> I'm kind of boring. The, the pod? <laughs> the I was pod. thinking like, you know, Steve or... Uh, Annabelle. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. That, okay, I got to tell a funny joke. You know, I was giving this lecture to women and I was saying, you know, men name their genitals. You know, right? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Yes, okay. most men do. And women never do. They, they never say anything sweet, you know, some sweet name about their genitals. I, I thought and, women name their breasts. They don't name their breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed women did that. Yeah, they were. Um, I don't think so much. Okay. But I was in this lecture and these women said, you mean like caller Susie? <laughs> <laughs> Rarely a woman's name. Yeah, no, I think no, g- no. In, in general, okay, it's a, there's but, a, they give it a rank or something. Anyway, right, I'm sorry. But we got we to gotta name the podcast closet. Maybe we'll take suggestions. Yeah. And my husband always names our cars. He named their cars when they were children and mm-hmm. – he always names our cars. So that's are they a good all, idea. Are they always female names? Car no, names? no. All kinds of things. Like they had a big green Chevy or something that was the pickle and mm. um, yeah, all kinds of things. Okay. So we'll, t- we'll take suggestions for our, our podcast <laughs> closet, what we're, yeah. we're, we're going to call it, the cave. The, the cave. The dwelling. Okay. All right. Today we're going to talk about male sexual desire disorder. And we had 
somebody write in and ask us about this and say, you know, I don't know that you've specifically addressed when a guy doesn't have sexual desire and what that's all about. And could you help us on that? And I think we talk about that some, but Mm -hmm. we decided to exclusively devote time to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we're talking about oftentimes when desire for men is just low and there's a variety of different reasons. Some of them can be physical. Some of them can be emotional, could be a combination of the two. Relational. It would be relational. All kinds of things that could be going on. And, and none of these are really necessarily a silver bullet, right? It's not right. you solve this and everything's going to be okay. Right. But it does help to point you in a direction um, to try to get help. Sure. And I think the number one thing is often male insecurity about their own performance, whether it's erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation or delayed ejaculation. You know, they often get anxious about that, that they're not working. Mm -hmm. And so they withdraw from initiating. And so it's not actual low desire, Mm -hmm. but it is perceived low desire in the relationship. Yeah, because they're attributing one of those one of those things, ED or something else, as they don't have enough desire. Well, no, I I think they are embarrassed. So they don't want to fail. And that's why they withdraw. And so their partner thinks they have low desire. And they might make up excuses. Oh, I'm not interested in it. But the truth is, they're actually struggling with their performance. And they don't want to confront that head on. They don't want to confront that as a couple. Yeah, Because so, they think men often think, you know, I should perform every single time perfectly and, mm-hmm. and lots of things get into that. Those things shouldn't – Lots they, of things get a, in the way of It's a challenge to, the, to manhood as well. Right. right. I think the next main reason is men are depressed. You know, yeah. So they get too stressed, too anxious, too depressed. It's a mood problem. Mm-hmm. And Men don't often admit that they're depressed either. I think depression is one of the things that men have a hard time – admitting that is is going on with them so it it will present itself in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. um, but they don't just come out and say i'm depressed that's right. right and so the woman may only see it in the sexual withdrawal mm-hmm. yeah and so it's one thing how do you how do you think asking about that do you how do you ask uh, a depressed man are you depressed, depressed? Yeah. well make sure that you know, he doesn't uh, – you don't say it when you're very near him because he just might bite your head off. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you depressed, honey? I think you're depressed. You should go see a doctor. Yeah. I had a client call me, an old client, who said, you know, my partner's really depressed. And I said, I really think you should go see the doctor. And uh, to him, that's what she told me. And he bit her head off. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're depressed, it's like a wounded dog. You know, so your partner has to be really tactful. And I I said, you know, your suggestion of going to the doctor and getting help, Mm -hmm. don't fix it. Just say, Mm -hmm. you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Really, really open-ended questions are more helpful. But you can see this too. It may present as low desire, but you're also going to see it in just overall being lethargic, not having as much interest in things that they, they normally have and not as fulfilled by things that they're normally fulfilled by. So you, you can also see those as possible indicators of whether this could be something that's going on as well. And I think I see men as more irritable when they're depressed, mm-hmm. whereas women yeah, might be more moody, um, weepy. Mm-hmm. But a male way of expressing it is often irritability. Do yeah. you see that too? I, d- I do. I think it's, I, I think in part because of the same thing we were talking about before is that it doesn't, 
it's a it's a fear depression equals weakness or failure mm-hmm. and so you're they're trying to cover it up so they're pushing they're going to push back hard against anything that might be trying to uncover mm-hmm. that depression mm-hmm. right right and they think they shouldn't be depressed okay mm-hmm. one reason might be that she's not as sexually adventurous as he wants her to be hmm. you know so he i think maybe feels disappointed in that are you seeing that as the same as like the sex isn't living up to his expectations? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, his fantasy, what he sees in porn, mm-hmm. you know, what he's imagined. And so, you know, in disappointment, he withdraws, mm. doesn't know how to fix it, which, of course, we're spending oodles and oodles of time trying to help you fix <laughs> That's this. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, because the expectation isn't, isn't where it is, it's always going to lead to failure. Mm-hmm. Right. And so why even try at that yeah. point? Right. Or why have just mediocre sex? Mm. Which I did argue recently about that, that, you know, a lot of committed couple sex is kind of mediocre, right? I mm. mean, that's just the way it is. But I I understand that this might be a cause of him having perceived low desire yeah. or withdrawing from the relationship sexually. Yeah. Another point might be that she doesn't seem to enjoy sex. So when he approaches her, there's no response that – I think this is the big one. No response from her that says, wow, my partner is interested in me sexually too. And so that becomes very defeating. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to initiate anymore. And so they flip the tables and say, I'm, I'm not going to be that vulnerable. So, so then both, both parties are looking at each other going, they don't want it. So why should, why should I want it or initiate it? You know, it's part of the power struggle. Yeah. Right? I see the person who's withholding is having more power. And so now I'm going to withhold mm-hmm. because power becomes a secondary gain over sex. Mm-hmm. You know, I will give up sex in order to have power. Mm-hmm. I think that just gets caught. That's a, that's a trap. It's, right? a, it's huge a huge trap. trap because then you don't end up talking about it. You don't end up initiating so you just it, it just sinks deeper and deeper till not just they don't desire sex, but they hate sex or they hate me or they don't want they don't want me. Right. It's it really personal. And women need, I think, that male spark oftentimes to because women are more responsive in the sexual relationship. Mm. Not a hundred percent, and I'm not saying that's fair. I'm just saying it's true mm. that women are often responsive sexually to that spark. And so when he doesn't offer that anymore, when he's too tired of the pattern to continue to offer it, now you're looking at no sex. Mm-hmm. I think anger is another really big reason men don't want to have sex with women, their partners. They're pissed off. You know, mm-hmm. and I think we think of men as always being ready, you know, in general, our society thinks of men as always being ready to have sex. Mm-hmm. Top of the hat. But oftentimes I hear from men, you know, her behavior, her yelling at the kids, her um, yelling at me, her criticism. I I just don't want to have sex with her. It's not that I don't find her attractive. I just, you know, it's the relationship is too disrupted. So where's the who's who has the anger at that point? He's angry at her. He's angry at her. Yeah. Because because of what's happening in the relationship. Yeah, maybe because of you know a problem in the relationship, the Hmm. way they're getting along. The way she is in the relationship, you know, he's responding to that with anger and he's like, I just now I don't want to have sex with you. Hmm. So, OK. OK, help me be clear. No, I, I'm I clearly think not being clear. I think you're being clear. I'm just thinking through that. I haven't conceptualized it in that way before mm-hmm. because I think men, there are oftentimes where men have sex when they're angry. 
just to mm-hmm. have sex, right? And just to like, sure. I, I'm wondering, and I'm for wondering repair if that, reasons and stuff. But I'm yeah. talking about chronic patterns. You know, I'm, or the I'm anger pissed just off at you. More, I think mm-hmm. that's. I think in that case, to me, it would seem like, and I could be wrong in this, but it would seem like then the anger has built over time. Yeah, that it's not just one incident where he's angry at her. It's mm-hmm. it's not just, and it's maybe it's not. Anger has turned to resentment. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's maybe a better word. And so yes. when when I'm resentful towards somebody else, I don't want to have sex with them. Right. You know, right. I could I I feel like I could be angry with my you know she could have done something that angered me, and if she offers sex, I'd still <laughs> that's fine. You say, yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, that'll can, help me get I, over I, this thing. Uh, that we I can feel. we can have <laughs> we can have sex, and then I'm still angry at you. <laughs> okay. Then let's set talk me about straight. It. Set no, me I'm straight, not straight. Adam. I don't think I said you straight. I just mean like I think. Men men can overcome a lot of emotion to have sex, mm-hmm. and so I think. But I think resentment is different because it's it's built up and it's possibly led to contempt. Yes, right. Yes, and and so it's it's tipped over. It's tipped over. It's spilled over into. And that. sometimes revenge. I mean, sometimes yeah. men are withholding oh, of absolutely. sex to punish. Yeah, and I think right? in, I think in that case, then it's something that has it's a pattern that hasn't mm-hmm. been addressed. We haven't resolved any of the conflict that has existed mm-hmm. in between us, and so it. It's spilled over emotion. Yeah. So I'm so glad you're a man. <laughs> and, uh, and giving this, <laughs> giving this viewpoint, I think it's so important. But I am thinking of several okay. clients who have been disrupted with yeah. his anger and sexual. Disruption. Yeah, no, I, I think it's disruptive. I, mm-hmm. I, I just think the, I think the majority of men, it, it's anger that has built up over time, um, as opposed to just a, a, a one incidence of being angry. Okay, well, we'll be right back after our break. This is your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and couples therapist, Dr. Anna Matthews. So, Adam, we're going to do a new thing. We are going to offer a link to Patreon on Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, which is foreplayrst.com, for people who are really interested in helping us develop deeper, you know, more interesting podcasts and also offer resources to them. Yeah, Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We know that several of you have been real supportive of us, and we hope you would consider being financially supportive as well. Right, because we're running practices and families, and we need time really, to do more, something like a webinar. We'd like to do some worksheets for you. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide to you as our listeners, dive deeper into the questions you have, offer more practical steps for you to have the best possible relationship. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
So we're looking for some patrons. We appreciate already the love, the emails that you send. All of that is great. So if you love listening to us, you can find out how to support us by going to our website, foreplayrst.com. Thank you so much for considering that. We appreciate it. Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage, through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy, in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible hi i'm dr adam matthews and i want to welcome you to matthews counseling and matthews counseling we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We believe in people, specifically that no two people are alike and therefore they need solutions that are unique to them. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. At matthewscounseling.net, we strive to help make the first step easy. There you will find our blog with some great resources from our therapist. You'll also find a link to our client portal where you can schedule directly with our therapist at your convenience. We offer free 30-minute consultations either in person or over the phone, so the first step is at no cost to you. Give us a call at 919-587-8018 or again, find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. Back talking about specifically male sexual desire disorders mm-hmm. and why that might be happening, and, and not just disorders too, but just when they appear to to right. be uninterested in sex, right? Sure, it's not a complete disorder necessarily, but when right. he he doesn't want it, yeah. when he doesn't want it, sometimes right, he's maybe not as interested in sex with her, but he is still interested in sex with other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that? Do you think that that means that he's engaged in an affair then? I don't think it's necessarily that. Right. Okay. He might be feeling sexual desire for others, but just not for his wife. I think when there are problems in the relationship, women tend to shut down sexually and men tend to dilute sexually. Hmm. So they, you know, spread out their sexual desire. You know, maybe suddenly it's just – fantasizing about the woman in the office next door or it's, you know, fantasizing about every woman that crosses their path. Mm. You know, I mean, it could be, right? So he may be um, masturbating more or maybe into pornography Sure, more. into pornography. Um, it's a dilution to manage his sexual desire, but he's just not desiring her. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that would be hard for her then to to see or to figure out that that is the issue. Mm-hmm. Right, because mm-hmm. it's not that's gonna unless she notices more masturbation or notices 
more pornography use, just that may not be noticeable on the surface, right? Right, right. It, it just is going to look like he doesn't want her. And I which will is, say it's her worst fear. That was right? just about, <laughs> I was actually just about to say that exact thing, which you is know? the worst fear, right? Which is probably why he's not saying it, Yeah. Um, that he's not going to, to want to talk about that. But I think these are complicated issues in coupleships. It may mm-hmm. not be that she's not attractive. It may not be that she's not even a good person or that the relationship is good. It also could be independently his own strategy because mm-hmm. he fears intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a hard time with the intensity of partnered sex mm-hmm. and how vulnerable that makes him feel. And so he dilutes it. Yeah. You know, and he's lost interest in her. I, you know, the, it's complicated. Yeah, right? it, it, it's super complicated, but it's hard not to take that personally if it that is. is if that is where right it, it was going. All of this uh, is hard not to take personally. Anytime your yeah. partner, male or female, is not sexually active with you or initiating, it's hard not to take it personally. Yeah, because yeah. it, it it yeah obviously because it it feels personal, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe he isn't as attracted to her anymore. That mm-hmm. that's a big one. Yeah. And so dealing with that just becomes addressing that head on. I might suggest, too, in that case, that specific case, talking to somebody else first, um, a trusted support or a therapist, before you figure Reveal out how to address, to address that with her specifically. But right? I would say this is the number one question, right, that women ask their male partner who is not initiating with them sexually, are you not attracted to me anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's number one out of the box yes. question. Yeah, I mean, that, that is. It's a, it's the first question often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think oftentimes that is also the way that it's asked is also a trap. It is a right? trap. Right. It's mm-hmm. not it's not asked honestly because they don't they don't nobody wants to hear that. Right. Yeah. They want to um, hear reassurance is what yeah. they're asking for. Please reassure me that you're attracted to me because right. you're not being sexual with me. Right. So but if both parties can understand that that's like we talked about that that's a complicated situation, maybe they will get further in that, right? And I think most people think that attraction is physiologically based. Mm. So they feel very hopeless about addressing that. But I think that it's a complicated emotional, relational, and physiological issue. Mm. So, okay. Absolutely. I think another thing we've thought of is maybe she's depressed. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And so in some ways, there's just she's so flat. She's so lethargic herself. It's just hard to want to have sex with her. Yeah. And so the male partner presents with low desire mm-hmm. because of what he's picking up off of her. Yeah. Right. The energy that's yeah. that's being brought there. Mm-hmm. Energy in a relationship is such an important thing, don't you think? That just the energy that we bring in when we're depressed, we bring less energy to the relationship and definitely to the sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Depression just takes all our ability to put energy toward anything. It just it drops it. It does. Right? It takes it away. And so that presents itself sexually as uninterest, right? Mm-hmm. When really there's just no energy that we have to be able to put to put toward sex or to the relationship. And treated depression is often treated with SSRIs, which are a medication that like Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, Lexapro, which is my favorite to tell people about because I think it has low side effects. But I'm not a doctor. Go to your psychiatrist for this. But those drugs in particular lower sexual desire, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, They create absolutely. orgasmic dysfunction and they lower sexual desire. So, you know, even if your partner is getting treated, the drug that they're on, maybe that's the culprit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Another thing is you have on here that I'm interested in hearing your take on is that he's bored, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
what which is another thing that I think is is hard to hear in a relationship but what do you mean by well, he's bored what is, what is he bored by maybe bored with the routine hmm. you know maybe it's not just that he wants her to be swinging from the chandelier but you know it, it you go to bed it's 10 o'clock you get undressed you know get in the sheets do it the same way and it just becomes uh you know there's not enough variety for me mm-hmm you know, within the sexual relationship. I'm not sure that I'm not repeating myself here because I also talked about her being more sexually adventurous mm. as a deferral. But but he may is not, I think, not just boredom with routine, but boredom possibly with their lives have become routine, right? Which mm-hmm. is really hard to break out of, um, especially the longer that relationships go on, you develop life routines a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Even people that set out in their relationship and say, we're not going to be routine. We're going to you know, do this or do that. Life, life happens, and it, it can kind of trap you into that repetitiveness. Sure, and middle um, adulthood, I yeah, think absolutely. there can be this sense of, is there anything to look forward to? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm having sex, but then I'm getting up and going to work again, and I'm mm-hmm. doing the same thing. You know, over and over again, Groundhog Day, getting the children out the door. Midlife crisis cliche type stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Just the boredom. So they could withdraw. Just in discouragement almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it just – it's a a hard trap to to not fall into at some point in life. And so I think there's – the boredom also translates into lack of meaning, Mm -hmm. right? That there's not as much meaningfulness in the things that are happening, um, that the routine that they're involved with, they just become – like we said, repetitive. Mm-hmm. So that's hard to break out of. Right. And the relationship, maybe they're not investing in it in a way to grow it and develop mm. it. The sex life, they're not investing in it. Mm. They're not going to a sex therapist. Hello. Yeah. 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 I, 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 you know, I or think a couples therapist who is also good with sex. Yeah. We don't have this one on the, on the list either, but I think the opposite can be true here is that the perception is that she's bored with me, you know, that there's, that I'm not as desirable. I'm not as a, attractive anymore. I'm not as, I don't excite her the same way I used to. You mean men like want to be desired? Is that? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what <laughs> sex is about. That's the whole. That's the whole desire. Is they feel when sex is good, you feel desired and um, attra- like valuable. you're valuable. That you're attractive. So absolutely. I think the perception that she's bored with me, you know, becomes a lackadaisical a, response mm-hmm. or not getting enough reassurance about yeah. his attractiveness could lead him to withdraw. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. The other one that you have on here is I am or was having an affair. Yes. Right? That an affair was going on. Yeah. Right. Um, which is, and this is probably the number two thing that women mm-hmm. ask. You know, well, are you having an affair? Are you having sex with somebody else? Especially if they have had an active sex life. Mm-hmm. I think a sudden break is a big sign of a problem. Yeah. Sometimes when a partner comes in and tells me, you know, my partner used to be really sexual with me and is no longer and is offering excuses. Mm. You know, I start to think about that. Is there an affair going on? Is Could he be having an affair? Affairs affect everything, right? Yeah. It, it affects desire. It's hard to uh, come back after an affair. Yes. Um, if there's an affair going on, like moving back into that sexual relationship, and especially in the partner's mind, who the partner who didn't have the affair, she's going to be thinking, well, if he loves me, he's going to be uh, he's going to be as sexually active and interested in me as he was with his affair partner, and that that's hard to compete with because that's mental, right? Yes, and that's that's yes. A, a mental thing where we say, well, they were just 
doing it like bunnies, and so he should want to do that with me, or even more so mm-hmm. um, than the than the affair partner. Yeah. Um, and so that's I think that's going to look like low desire coming mm-hmm. back from mm-hmm. um, coming back from an affair. And there's often, I mean, the reality is that there's often a grief process. Well, he mm-hmm. gives up the fantasy of the affair partner. Yes. So he's not reinvested in the marriage and. You know, in making her happy sexually, yes, yeah. that's problematic. So these are these are really difficult things to oh my goodness, work yeah. with. It's a huge long list of what might be happening in his head, in his body, as to why he doesn't have sexual desire. Yeah, and I think being able to work through them and talk about them, I think more than anything, like they're scary, but knowing what is going on knowing the truth about what's happening with you is so much more valuable than not knowing. It right? is. If you don't if you don't know, if you don't address these things, then it, it does not get better and it just languishes and yeah. festers and cuts to be so much worse. So my encouragement is, you know, figure out which one of these things that is going on and begin to address it. Yeah, get help. Thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.